Good morning, baseball fans. It is Sunday, the 3rd of December, and the hot stove is stoving, and the winter meetings are going, and we are here. This is Susie. That is Kelsey over there. This is bourbon and baseball. We have no bourbon. We're going to talk about all the balls, though, all of baseballs, and we're just going to dive all just straight right in. But first, I have to give you the warning, because this is a rated R podcast. There will be cuss words. There will be adult content, but not in like that fashion. OK, like inappropriate adult humor. All right. Like, well, no Gabe Kapler did join the Marlins organization, so I might propose a little adult content from Gabe and Skip That's Schumacher. True. But yeah, not not from us. Not here no, today. no, no. Our our only fan content is 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 elsewhere. Like you're going to have to pay for that shit. OK, but there will be all that. You won't find it. But yeah. all of the uh, F words and inappropriate adult humor over here on the All the Balls edition of Bourbon and Baseball. So, Kelsey, speaking about the hot stove, I got into a heated haha, discussion uh, with my husband this, mm. this this week about the stove. And he's like, you are an idiot and a weird person, and I don't know how I married you. And I was like, that's kind of rude. Okay, whatever. He didn't actually say that. Um, <laughs> well, did, but like, That's what you heard. Yeah, yeah I, I know that feeling. But so I, on my stove, on my stove, on my burner, there is the, the bottom right burner is the big, big burner. Yeah. And then like a little burner inside the big burner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's my favorite burner. I use that regardless if I have a tiny pan or if I'm cooking a saute like with like the big skillet. Yeah. Best okay? of both worlds. Does, it doesn't matter what size I'm, I'm, I'm cooking. That's, that's the burner I'm going to use the bottom right one. Mm -hmm. And my husband's like, what are you doing? Why? Cause I was making a ramen, which, which made like the small pan, like, right. This, yeah. Like, this. And he goes, what, why are you using the big burner? He's like, use, use the little burner. That's like the size of the, and I was like, that is so far away. It was, he wanted me to use like the far, the far one, yeah. like the behind one. I'm all, Sir, I'm I, that's far. That's far away. I can't. No, it's the it's the bottom right burner is is my favorite burner right here. And he goes, <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's mm -mm, no. And I was like, what do you mean? No, I guarantee you people have favorite burners and he goes who has favorite burners. I'm all. I me, I have a favorite burner <laughs> Like, and I guarantee you other people have favorite burners. So I need to know, Kelsey, do you have a favorite burner? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the bottom I right one. I'm thinking as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, I think that is, I definitely have a default one that I go to. And then we have one in the middle too, that is like the big one, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And so we also have a, a, a pot filler. I don't, it's like oh, a, okay. it's like uh -huh. a sink above yeah. the, <laughs> above the stove. Oh, you so I can actually okay. fill the pot up right when we saw this house. I was like, I had to ask what it was. Cause I had never <laughs> seen one before and my husband knew what it was, but the thing that my husband likes to give me shit for is he's a much better cook than I am. And he's very instinctual with it and just like, doesn't have to look up directions for, you know, like how long <laughs> to bake your chicken. And I do every time, but Same. I will say like, I have gotten a lot better at it. I'm much more willing to try, especially since we've been together because he has made it seem more appealing and, and possible <laughs> to me. <laughs> and I have, you know, learned what I can, but he likes to tell me how to do it better sometimes because like he just does know right. how to do it better than me, but I'm really bad at uh, taking that kind of feedback, <laughs> you know, in, in a work environment, it's a different sort of thing, but in right. your personal relationships, I, I have to recognize that like, I don't necessarily like not uh, having the upper hand or being, you know, the oh. one that is helping. Yeah, and no, absolutely not. My husband cannot, so. cannot quote unquote teach. He can't teach me shit unless I like specifically ask for it and I'm like willing to no. Yeah. Like absolutely not. There's and now in in our in my other in my other life, in my big girl job, I'm a photographer. Yeah. And that's actually how we met is through photography. Oh, cool. And and admittedly, when we met, he was I, I was I was a beginner-ish, but I, I knew I knew some stuff. And so then when he like when we started talking. He's like, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't ask you about that. Like what? <laughs> and he's like, well, and I was like, I, I did not ask your opinion on, on that. Like, that's not, that's not what 
what that's not what this is. I nah nah uh. And he's like, would you would it? And I'm like, nope, mm -mm, mm -mm, nope. I that's not. And so through <laughs> through this, like he so he he now knows he now knows that there are there are uh lanes that he gets to pick sometimes. Yes. And <clears throat> sometimes I'm like, mm -mm, nope, sir, mm, that's not. And so when um when I wanted to learn how to shoot guns, now he he's a law enforcement officer, and so he knows a lot about this and <laughs> he, he's like look we're you know he's like guns are gonna be in the house you i need you to be like comfortable with it and i was like okay that's fine and so he's like but i can't teach you and i go <laughs> what, what do you mean you can't teach me like you, what that's what you're here for and he's like nope, nope. i learned uh, this already mm -hmm. no and so he goes look he's like i love you and you know like for the sake of marriage that's an, that's another thing that we're gonna do <laughs> okay fine whatever and so then I had to go learn um, through this other like girls with guns club that mm. I, and it was, it was great. And then I had to come back and be like, okay, fine. You were right. And he goes, I told you. And I was like, no, see, that's not what we're going to do. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah. No, you so, don't get to tell me I told you so either. Yeah. No, no my husband but, is very gentle about giving me direction with anything because he knows how I am. So I really, really appreciate that about him but we also have similar professional experience that we both have worked in the fitness industry <laughs> and while we have different like specialties and different right. strengths it is it's still hard to to be open and willing <laughs> to learn from each other in a professional environment in your personal relationship right. it just right. adds a a different layer to it especially depending on your dynamic exactly like one yeah. of my favorite things about my husband is that he is he can handle me and he can ch check me when I am being right. bitchy or, you know, <laughs> ridiculous uh, because I am a strong, dominant female personality. Uh, I had, I, I had, I had men in my life at times who I, who just would have let me walk over them like a doormat. And that was the least attractive thing to me in right. the world. You know, that was definitely not what I wanted. So it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't appreciate it. In fact, I need it. And I'm right. sure you can relate. Yeah. But it is it is just a self-awareness thing, I guess, to yeah. know how you are. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, so that's I, I love the the tangent that that we, we went on on this. But yeah, so right. So right yeah, that stove, that stove, we've got the right corner stove. I'm with you. That is okay. the one that is like my default, my okay. go to. All right. So I don't the, think it's weird. So, uh, listeners. Um, I need I need y'all to pipe in, okay? Because I asked this on my Twitter as well, but I need you guys to pipe in. Wait, if you have a favorite burner on your stove, which burner is it? And let me know, please. And thank you, I appreciate it. I'm so, sure that um, one is probably even like my husband. I'm thinking uses the bottom left one the most. Is he left-handed? No. Interesting. But I think there's more counter space on that side. Oh, so that's oh, okay. probably why. But. Yeah, I think even on our stove, those two burners are like obviously like, you know, dirtier, like they need to be cleaned more often too. It's okay. very telling. Okay. Well, so, uh, you know, going from one stove to the next stove, uh, winter meetings start today in Nashville. And have y'all, if you've ever been to the, um, the hotel that they are holding these winter meetings at, you don't see the outside for like five days. Literally everything slash anything that you need in this hotel and it's and it's um one of those like i want not open roof but it's got like the big skylights so yeah. you can like see the outdoors you just don't ever have to go to the outdoors yeah have you been there uh-huh i went there once like as a kid and i still i mean i was probably like eight years old or something but i remember i remember having lunch there and we were like the i don't know if they still have this there but we were like rotating on a, mm. like a turntable while we were eating did that not make you super nauseous? That would I, think, I mean, I it was very like slow, but oh, okay. as a kid, I remember just being like, what is happening? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. So oh, like we said in the last uh, episode, hopefully they wash their hands this time and hopefully they're, hopefully it's, it doesn't end up being like a shitty thing because I would hate for the winter meetings to be drilled any farther um, than they, you know, like already have. Like, I, I don't want any more excuses on like why... The big moves haven't been made yet. And I realize that I'm just an impatient wench when it comes to that. I'm like, look, I just want to know where Juan Soto is going to go. Okay. Is he going to be a Yankee? 
Is he yeah. not? The anticipation of it kind of drives me insane. Yeah. And all of the speculation, all of the rumors. At some point, I'm like, okay, enough already. Wash yeah. your hands and sign the contract. I'm uh, there with you. Yeah. But um, then then apparently, though, like, Shohei, it's, it came out this morning that the Shohei Otani will not be signing during the winter meetings. Don't, I mean, don't that doesn't that. surprise me. I feel like I always felt like we were going to be waiting, like it wasn't going to happen right off the rip and it was something we were going to be waiting for. But it also seems like it's dictating so much of everything else, especially for the few teams that are like really in on it. So that's what's hard about it. Exactly. But if he waits, he's going to force people to reevaluate and overpay. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, just have to kind of realign their priorities. Yeah, Maybe I take really the teams out of it even because they yeah. just won't be able to wait it out. I don't know. Um, yeah, according to um, someone close to the Mariners organization, that they had kind of been rumored in on the Shohei sweepstakes, but they realized that Shohei was Nordstrom, and they were shopping at Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> and I was like, that is the best uh, analogy of, I guess, being cheap while wanting. While wanting the yeah. uh, the 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 name brands, yeah, you know, I mean, we all love a we all love a good good deal. I I actually don't shop at Nordstrom Rack because you know I don't I don't care about labels because I'm like, is it comfortable? Does it fit? Okay, good. I'm 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 good. But there are you know there are those people that are like, oh, absolutely not. I will not wear anything besides blah 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 blah. Well, yeah. Oh, all right. Go ahead and spend a hundred dollars on Lululemon leggings. Sure. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so I feel like sh I feel like Shohei and Yamamoto are the two big dominoes that Definitely. that are just waiting to fall. And as soon as those fall, I think that we're just going to have a barrage of of moves. And I think that's that's what we're waiting on. Yes, I do think that the teams that are looking to more exclusively rely on trades this off season that we could see a, a lot of that start to happen this this week i mean some stuff's got to start to happen right but you see the teams like the dodgers and the giants and the blue jays and they're all like laying low and keeping quiet because they're waiting it out for otani and or yamamoto so yeah. i don't know i mean yamamoto has to sign by january 4th so oh. he is one that we could see sooner rather than later why is january 4th arbitrary date for him it is part of the posting process from the Japanese league is he has 45 days from the date he is posted. Teams have 45 mm. days to negotiate and sign him. I'm not sure why there are, is that specific regulation, but that's it. Interesting. That's I wonder if that's the same. I wonder if that's the same ish deadline that the Korean, um, uh, Korean baseball players have quite possibly. Yeah. I would assume mm. there's something similar. Interesting. I I will have to look that up. Like while we talk about other things, I'll have to look that up. So, yeah. um, but besides that, uh, the let's go back to the Juan Soto and his ridiculous contract and the rumored teams in on him because, yeah. uh, like we said in the last episode, Juan Soto to the Yankees would just be a nightmare for all of us, but that. Seem to grab more teeth, grab more teeth, have more teeth, have more teeth um, <laughs> this week. And it was, you know, rumored that, oh, now, now names were discussed. I'm like, how? Ooh. <laughs> right? I don't I know like, about you, but I'm pretty sure that's how like trade talks start. That's like right? step one. I was like, I, I don't one. understand how you're, how you start trade talks without talking about names. Like, do you just walk yeah, up to no. somebody and you're like, hey, uh. Yankees, you want to trade? And then the then the Padres are like, eh, maybe you know. And the Yankees like, oh, let me think about it. And then like three days later, they come back and they're like, okay, we've got this, this up. Yeah, let's talk about names. What? No, like, wouldn't you be like, hey, Yankees, we're thinking about um, getting rid of Juan Soto's contract. So since you know. On Soto, 
Here's all of his accolades, you know, walks a gajillion times, has a great butt waggle. What are you willing to give up? And then the Yankees come back. And then I would figure that that would be step one. No, 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 no. Like step 43. Yeah, no, it's all part of, I mean, it's a long off season, right? And like we started off saying, there's days and weeks and sometimes months of speculation and the media has to do their job and most of them do it very well. And part of doing it well is, is coming up with these headlines, like talks have intensified because they are now exchanging names where it's like, I think that means they just, they started. That's like the, the trade talks are, you know, happening period. But yeah, I, it's, it's so, it's so funny to me. So, but apparently the Padres wanted, um, reliever Michael King. And so Michael King was, I don't, I don't know if you watched a ton of Yankees games. I unfortunately tuned into a lot of Yankees games, like unintentionally, but kind of intentionally. And Michael King ended up starting a bunch of games for them at the end of the season. They they stretched him out to a starter. Oh, I, no, uh-huh. I missed that. Especially yeah. at the end of the season, I was... Uh, yeah, just mired up. in Cardinals misery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at the at the end of the season, they stretched him out into a starter, and he he was lights out. Like, it, as, as painful as that is to say, uh, as an Astros loving girly, it was... I was like, golly. And for all of the Yankees' faults of, I mean, we've all heard the rumors of how ridiculous the Yankees' like farm system and like is and antiquated uh, practices, their pitching staff and their pitchers that they're able to turn out. Yeah. Great. I don't, I don't know why all the pitchers get hurt, but regardless, um, Michael King has been awesome for them. And so the fact that they were in on Michael King and they were like, you know, reliever, swingman, starter, um, but then also in on Drew Thorpe, I want to say, who was one of their, excuse me, lower level prospects, um, pitching prospect as well. Uh, But I want to say that like three names that they were definitely out on that they were not even like willing to hear anything about was um, The Martian. Yes. Jason Dominguez, uh, their their gold glove winning shortstop, Anthony Volpe. And I only say that kind of tongue in cheek. And I'm very sorry, Anthony Volpe. And that's not anything like personal against you. Um, but there's just, I don't know, maybe some other options. Anyways, their gold, um, gold glove shortstop, Anthony Volpe. There was one more, I want to say, um, in their minor league system that they were not willing to to move. Yeah, and- I would I wouldn't know off the top of my head, but it was it was kind of a ridiculous haul that the Padres had seemed to propose, at least from what was reported. Yeah. Because not only did they want Michael King, but they wanted like four to six of these guys too. And a number of them were, were these that you're talking about that they were like, yeah, no, that's untouchable. Not going to happen. Yeah. Well, so then talks stalled quote unquote with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And now it's rumored that the blue Jays are, are in on. Send them to Canada. Out. Yeah. Uh, well, and Shohei Otani is right, you know, like in on Shohei Otani. And I'm all- do you think there's any, any possible chance that Shohei Otani and Juan Soto are Blue Jays in 2024? Absolutely fucking not. I don't think either of them are going to be, let alone both. No. But no, that has been intriguing. No. Um, one one name that had been floated that I do see as a possibility is um our beloved Uncle Mike, Michael Brantley. Mm-hmm. Now, it was before before he got re-signed with us, there were rumors that he was a Blue Jay last season and the season before, before that. Like, George Springer oh. and, he, and he are best friends. They are okay. besties for the resties. And so I see I see Michael Brantley to the Blue Jays having much more um, – having legs on that rumor yeah. than Juan Zotto or Shohei. Totally. And a lot of times that is when the best deals for both sides happen is when it's something that has been in the works for years. That makes that just makes a lot more sense to me, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I say I don't know where where he would play, but I mean, he would just be like, I feel like DH. Uh, I want to say they lost their their DH. 
They are, they are, it sounds like their plan is to move Dalton Varsho to center field. So I I believe they have a hole in left field right now, assuming Mm -hmm. that they're going to move Varsho to center field. So I was wondering if they, they go out and try to bring Lord Escariel Jr. back and sign him as interesting. You never know. You do. You never know. Especially because he had, I mean, he had a great season with the Diamondbacks. And I would assume that they were having a hard time watching him after that, that trade that they made for, that sent him and Gabby Moreno to the Diamondbacks for Mm -hmm. one Dalton Varsho. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know Dalton Varsho is very versatile. He's a, you know, plus defender in multiple positions. I get it. But at the plate, it's just not even comparable and Torres nope. Gariel really stepped it up out in the outfield this past season too so yeah so that'll that'll be interesting to see um I know that George Springer is getting up there getting, I say getting up there and that hurts me as a 41 year old I yeah yeah but you know like in in baseball world anything yeah how old is he George Springer George Springer I want to say he's like 33 34 yeah 34 yeah so you know, and, and Uncle Mike is like 36, I want to say. Ooh, okay. So when I say that he's up there, like he, he is up there. And that, that kind of, that hurts me. Um, But who knows? Uncle Mike to the Blue Jays. We shall see. So, um, you know, going from Canada to a much, much warmer place where people from, from Canada um, winter, uh, Miami, what, what? What significant things happened in Miami? Well, the biggest news for the Miami Marlins is that they have signed Gabe the Babe, Babe Gabe, Gabe Kepler as their assistant GM. So he is part of the front office now for the Miami Marlins, uh, more or less, I guess, uh, uh, replacing Kim Ang, who was their general manager. But when they hired in the president of baseball operations, which they actually did after she departed, but it came out that part of the reason that she decided to depart was because it was clear that they were going to bring in a president of baseball ops over her, which essentially makes her more of an assistant GM. Right. And that's not what she was looking to do, understandably so. So since they didn't want to pay Kimming for her decades of expertise and, you know, let her put together something for them there and invest in that. Bruce Sherman is, is looking at Gabe Kapler, who he managed the Phillies uh, from 2018, 2019. Then of course he was the manager of the giants from 2020 to the 2023 season. He was manager of the year with the giants in 2021. And he actually got his start coaching as a coach for the Israeli national baseball team in 2013 uh, in the WBC, which I did not know. But apparently the appeal for the Marlins came from the time that he spent as the director of player development with the Dodgers in 2014 to 2017. So we know that, yeah, we know that Gabe is uh, analytically savvy. He is an analytics heavy manager or coach, uh, but he's also been referred to as an out-of-the-box thinker, and obviously he played for many years, so it is believed that he can also relate to players well, but this is his first time in in more of an executive, a front office type of role, so what were your initial takes on this? That basically the Miami Marlins um, are going to try to subsidize their payroll by doing like a front office calendar, like month of the year calendar, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, my suggestion was going to be that, um, okay. Have you seen it's and I think it's on max. Um, I, I want to say it was a reality. Yeah. It was like a reality TV competition. It, It came out years ago, but it was, I think it's called making magic Mike where they actually like found (laughs) <laughs> a, a new guy to put in the magic mic shows in Vegas. That is hysterical. No, I have not. I have not. Okay. Seen in all seriousness, this is not, not typically my jam. I'd much rather be down to do the road trip to uh, all the different baseball stadiums than to travel to see any sort of male show. Like that. show? <laughs> but, but I was super impressed by 
everything that goes into it. I mean, there is like a legitimate level of talent and dedication and they did a really good job of like bringing you into the behind the scenes and everything that goes into it. And, and then just the, the personal lives of these guys who were on the show. So it's really entertaining. It makes you like have a different level of appreciation for it for sure. But that was my initial thought was like, I know there's an attendance issue at Lone Depot. I think <laughs> if maybe an hour or two before the game, we taught Gabe and Skip just like a dance or two, Magic Mike style, and promoted that. You know, we had that on special like weekday games or something. Like, I think that attendance problem might be less of a problem. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, no, I I I I think I think you're onto something there. I think we need to take it like one step further though and um marlin's uh socials team needs to hop on the tiktok train and right. just teach teach them both a couple of different tiktok dances there you go and when i tell you that the marlin socials accounts are going to be just sky high like there when i tell you that there are non-baseball girlies that will say, oh my God, do you know, do you know that baseball, do you know that baseball coach? Do you know who I'm talking about? And immediately yes. I know who they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the one with, I'm like, Gabe Kapler. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, I know who you're talking about. And they're like, I, I've, I've thought about watching baseball just, just for him. And I'm like, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I like, he is great as eye candy. Like I would love to just like watch Gabe Kapler in no way, shape or form would I ever like find myself wanting to be in a relationship with Gabe Kapler or yeah. like anywhere like near his actual orbit. I just want to watch no, him because he afar. has that like fuck boy thing about him too. That right? too. That too. <laughs> like but, like what what kind of weirdo literally doesn't one doesn't like cake. Like we can't you can't be in my orbit if you wait don't like he doesn't cake. like cake. He does not like cake. Mm-mm, nope. They tried like I think it was with the Giants. They tried to get him a birthday cake and um no, the first this year like some keto bullshit to me, Gabe. <laughs> it, it it is, it is. No. He literally w- took a bite and then spit it out because he's like, yeah, I just I I was like, I like the taste of it kind of, but then he goes, I would much rather just eat a steak. So the next year they got him a steak, like a big ass T bone, okay, for his birthday. And so anyone that is like that self conscious, like self not self conscious, health conscious, I, we can't. Yeah, you're just, it's you're not even that. To, it's aesthetic. You're gonna conscious. judge me on Obviously. my eating of these three cupcakes over here okay like all in one sitting and I don't I don't need that in my life that's that's not so I'm like "Mm, I just I want to look at Gabe Kapler on my TikTok in yeah or on a calendar I think that's a great idea you know also Skip Schumacher not not bad to look at not bad to look at at all so if we could just do that and I want to say that they added a couple more pieces to the um Giants bench bench coach roles as well but i don't have those names pulled up but i'm pretty sure pretty sure that those those names could those names could fill in as well yeah and just, yeah you can put them on like april and october mm-hmm. on the calendar you know the less popular months oh yeah for sure <laughs> so i it's just it's one of those things that i'm like i i think maybe that's that's the aesthetic that we're going for because I don't know. I I just feel real bad for Kimming because the moves that she made with the payroll that she was given and I'm like, she literally she made magic for y'all. She made magic for y'all and you rewarded her by basically saying like, we're going to bring in a white man over you. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 Just I'm like, okay, cool. Love that. Love that. But Whatever. I mean, all I can say ultimately is good for her because she's going going to find bigger and better things. And even if that means she has to wait a season or two to find it, like good for her because she yeah. will. Yep. So I, you know, and the fact that like the, that the Rays and the Marlins have done, done deals and, and I'm all, um, the, the president of baseball ops, uh, came from the Rays. And so now he's yeah. just like cherry picking the guys that like he knows. <laughs> and he's like, all yeah. right, come on that way. I'm all, so it'll be interesting to see how he builds that that program. But well, I'm wondering too. I feel like the Dodgers and the Marlins must have some some inner working relationships there too, because Kim Ang was the assistant GM for the Dodgers uh, as well before. I don't think directly before coming to Miami, but maybe um, recently. And so, like, then hearing that oh, what they liked about 
Gabe was that he uh, was how he worked in his time with the Dodgers as well. So I noticed that little correlation. Uh, yeah. Um, but speaking about the Dodgers, Dodgers bring back Joe Kelly. Joe guys, Kelly, baby. You guys we don't know who Joe, Joe Kelly, Kelly is. I, there's not, there's not a lot of guys as baseball players. I actually despise Joe Kelly is on that short list. Really? Joe Kelly's why? I, I, I really, I, I, I don't, I don't like to use the word hate because it's, it, it's a strong word. It's That's a strong, a strong word. word, Susie. It is, it is. But there, Joe Kelly's on, on that, that list. He's a, he is an asshole in every sense of the word. And he plays up that, like, and I, you know how you see guys on the field and you're like, I wonder if he's that same persona off the field. Yeah. He's that same persona off the field. Yeah. And so that just leads me to believe that, like, him and, like, Trevor Bauer would just be, like, the best besties Ooh, ever. Oh, no. You can't make that comparison for oh. me. No way. Oh, what yeah. about Joe Kelly makes you feel that way? Okay. So, I mean, not notwithstanding the whole, oh, he's a Dodger, but the fact that, like, when he was a Dodger, just threw totally threw at Carlos Correa's head. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all, I'm all for, like, baseball policing itself okay like i'm i'm not i'm not that that person that's like oh we shouldn't throw people no i kind of like okay um but the fact that like you're throwing at someone's head okay first off what the fuck that's no absolutely not and then and then to do it and egg egg carlos correa on so i'm like if you want to fucking fight fucking fight bro yeah. Don't like don't posture and try try to be like held back. Because if you if you go back and watch that whole that whole thing, Carlos mm -hmm. Correa was like, let's go, bro. Yeah. And I Joe mean, Kelly, him. Joe Kelly is is back in the dugout still talking shit. Like you want to talk like that again. You want to talk shit? Come on with it. Come on with it. Let's yeah. let's talk some fucking shit. But talk some fucking shit to my fucking face. Yeah. Don't go be in the dugout. And then afterwards, then afterwards, him saying that they were staying in the same hotel as the Astros, and that he could meet in the lobby. Oh, I missed all of this. Oh Ew. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I'm like, I guarantee goddamn to you, Joe Kelly, that you've not been hit in the fucking face. Enough. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> For you to be talking this much shit. Okay. Like and so one of the interviews that I listened, and I very rarely tune in to Joe Kelly things because I just I can't stand him. And I really want I, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm just not giving him a chance, right? Like maybe I'm just I'm just viewing Joe Kelly in this like whole yeah, we're, of, we're fed of, our storylines. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really try. I'm gonna really try. And I think it was Pitching Ninja. I think it was the, I think it was a Pitching Ninja interview where he's like, so, you know, is this really like a thing or is this kind of, he's like, oh no, no, absolutely. He's like, and I'll say it to Carlos Gray's face right now. And he's like, and he has twins. And as a twin mom, I am a little bit more like, lax and i'm like oh he's a twin like he's a twin dad like he's got it absolutely not he was like oh no he's like he's like if my twins acted like that he's like I i'd step to him right now i'm all your twins are like four years old so you're telling me that yeah, if your four year old is gonna talk shit to you that you're gonna step to get the fuck out of here joe kelly you sh just shut the fuck up and sit down absolutely not and so the fact that joe kelly the fact that they didn't re-sign joe kelly after that year just made me laugh even so much more because they had fucking murals to Joe Kelly <laughs> yeah. in LA and then he left and then now they're bringing him back. So I guess good for whoever painted that mural in LA <laughs> that now you get it. Now you get the, now you get it back. So yeah, good. We'll uncover it. I guess good for you. I don't know. But like when, when he was with the White Sox, I just, Every single time. He just, he has the most punchable face in the entire fucking world. And I realized that I actually couldn't ever do anything because I would have to, like, jump to try and, like, hit him. But <laughs> this is why God made me SML. Like, he knew. He knew that if he made me, like, a normal-sized person, that I would just get myself in trouble. I would. I'd just get myself in trouble. 
I'd just be throat punching all motherfuckers. Starting with Joe Kelly. <laughs> with Joe Kelly. Yeah, man. I'm bummed to hear that because that just sounds like straight up little bitch energy. Like, yeah. you know, big tall man who's a little bitch. But yeah. but as a Cardinals fan, like that, it's funny. This is what I love about talking about players like this amongst ourselves because the algorithms like feed us different storylines. And there's things like that that I'm like, I never fucking heard that about Joe Kelly. And of course that would make me feel differently about him. But yeah, I know oh, yeah. he has a personality, but what I've seen of it was, you know, are more fun and just entertaining to watch. But uh, yeah, that's not great. I don't love it. No. No, no, he's so it'll again, it'll be it'll be interesting to see again when, you know, the Astros face off with the Dodgers next season. And and if he if he continues that that energy and I I did not tune in to twins White Sox games because why yeah, would no, you didn't watch a lot but, of that? Yeah, but I need I, maybe I'll ask my my twins friends and be like, hey, what was the what was the energy there when when Joe Kelly, um, you know faced off with Carlos Correa or did Joe Kelly even get yeah. into those games because you know for a while there Joe Kelly won doing great so right I don't know it's it, it's interesting so those I don't think those numbers have come out yet or did or have they because I want to say that I have not seen them yet no just that it's a one-year deal so okay. Joe Kelly you can stick with the Dodgers then yeah it's a it's a whole mess it's a whole mess and that's that just makes the likableness of like Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, because sometimes I look over at that Dodgers team and I'm like, you yeah. know, I could actually really like you. So wholesome. You the Dodgers. Right. But then right. you have Joe Kelly. I just, that's, that's my, <laughs> that's my, that's my notes on the Dodgers. Rah, 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 rah. And a shaky. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but yeah, going Going from the Dodgers to the Giants, where apparently nobody wants to sign. Yeah, are man. the Giants are the Giants ever going to get anybody? Like poor San Francisco is like, do you see our beautiful bar ballpark? Like you could play here, right? I mean, Oracle, yeah, it looks amazing. I haven't been there. My brother had the chance to go like a year or so ago, and I've heard from many who have been there that it's like one of their favorite stadium experiences. It is kind of always a little chilly in that area. And yeah. there are definitely some things, especially for pitchers, that is not super uh, appealing about, you know, playing 80 plus games in San Francisco every season. So I get that as a challenge, but ultimately like that's, that's not it. Every place, every ballpark, every, um, you know, atmosphere has its challenges, but right. Yeah, there obviously there were the huge storylines last season that they tried to sign Aaron Judge, who was like, no, apparently I'll take less to stay with the Yankees, which like, whatever, we all knew he was going to stay with the Yankees anyway. And then the whole Carlos Correa, where it was like, I mean, it was announced, like yeah. done deal, nine years or something with the, the Giants. And then he did not pass their physical and they retracted the offer. And I honestly thought that they – they won that like that was that right. was a good call for them i mean that to not make that investment and take that risk and not let boris win and pull the wool over their eyes again so yeah i don't necessarily think that that was like a bad thing it was unfortunate that he couldn't be the franchise player that they had been looking for and uh, Michael Conforto was like their consolation prize not exactly the same as uh, a carlos correa type of but signing who, but who did play shortstop for them was that was that brandon was that um um but, 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 why can't i think of his name brandon crawford brandon crawford i was like i was about to say brandon belt i was like no no that he's from the blue Jays. i get them brandon confused for some reason all the time like i i know i get them confused and they're not the same person obviously but yeah and i don't know if brandon crawford has is gonna retire is he retiring uh i'm not committed to retiring yeah, yet he's not committed to retiring yet but i mean See, and I don't know, like, Carlos, I mean, Carlos Correa wasn't horrible for the for the Twins this season. I mean, there was. No, there was and I don't think he fasciitis thing, but No, like, but it won't play out for another few years. But the, the point is, like, I don't think anyone thought he was going to be playing shortstop 10 yeah. years from now. But yeah. the point is, will he be playing everyday shortstop four or five years from now? And yeah. that, well, that will be what I'm most interested to follow. 
it, it'll be really interesting. According to roster resource, their opening day shortstop is Marco Luciano. Oh, okay. Exactly. Exactly. You're like, who the fuck is Marshall? Marco Luciano? Yeah. I mean, that's literally the whole Giants roster, though. And they're yeah. pitching. You're like, I mean, it's the reason why, like, even though they're not, they're not totally out of it and they're, you know, they're always at least somewhat in the playoff conversation until close to the end. They're not fun to watch. No, no. Cause they don't, they don't have any big names. I mean, they're, they're, and they're just very unconventional in like a boring way, yeah. not even in a cool way. <laughs> Their so, starting rotation is Logan Webb, Anthony DiScalfani, Ross Stripling, Kyle Harrison, and Keaton Wynn. Yeah. You're like, I, wait, what? Why? <laughs> you know, they're. They had a lot of bullpen games last season. They too. did. They, they had a lot. Um. Camilo Duvall is their like lights out closer. They have the they have the uh twin mirror mirror twin brothers, Taylor and yes. Tyler Watchers. Yes. I I do like watching them. Um that that that's really interesting. Like they're that they're mirror twins, but they're also like submarine like mirror twin. I'm like, how does that even work? But all right, like cool. Um yeah, they're I mean they're their roster. Lamont Wade Jr. at first, Tyro Estrada at second, Mike Yastrzemski at center, Wilmore yeah, Flores as their DH, Michael Conforto as their left field, J.D. Davis as their third baseman, Mitch Haniger in right, Patrick Bailey, who is admittedly their quote-unquote catcher of the future and has been awesome. Um, and then their shortstop, Marco Luciano. You're like, I don't understand who you are. Uh, apparently, Marco Luciano was drafted as a amateur free agent from the Dominican Republic in 2018. Hmm. So, you know, they're okay. So the Giants need a big name, a big yeah, or two. My question for you is like, what players do you see that like fit there that makes sense there that you think could be a realistic for them because like I I'm sorry but I don't see Otani going there he ha he can pick wherever he wants yeah I don't, I don't know I mean like and I don't I'm not familiar enough with the Giants just because like when I mean, we talked about the, the Cardinals rotation last yeah the last episode um <laughs> their rotation's not much better no but okay, so I guess I either. see I think they need like an anchor for their starting rotation or yeah. like someone to be excited about. Mm -hmm. And then I also think they, they need like a franchise player and the there, but there's a lot of guys like, like Otani or even like Yamamoto, um, Cody Bellinger, who I'm just like, I don't like see it. It does. It's the, the vibes are not right. So the yeah. two players that I have picked for the San Francisco giants to target are Marcus Stroman I just think like he has, he has star energy. He, it, yeah. the, one of the reasons he fit into the Cubs last season so well is because they didn't have guaranteed like leadership and they were yeah. all new, like new big pieces being put together. And he, he wants to be the face of the franchise. He has that kind of energy. I mean, the fans yeah. love him and I, I feel like he personally could be really successful and happy there. And they could, you know, he has potentially a career year or two still in him for sure. So yeah. go for Marcus Stroman, Giants. And then I don't know how they would make this happen, but if they could somehow acquire Jackson Holiday, like that's the kind of player ooh, to yeah. get him back on the map. I don't, oh, that would take a haul though. Yeah. I mean, and it but would I have mean, to be some serious pitching too, because I think that's what would make it worth it for the Orioles. Um, but that, I mean, that would change the game for them. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a loaded freaking farm system. But see, the Orioles, though, the Orioles are not – that owner is not going to pay for any any of their young players to stay. Right. They're just going to use all of them, and then they're just – they're going to have that pipeline of, like, amazing young talent that they're just like, oh, cool. Um, Jackson Holiday, like – you don't want to be, or like you're going to be here for a while, and then we're just going to replace you with like another young guy. Yeah. So obviously they don't have the kind of control with him right now to get him somewhere yeah. else, but like they already know that's not where he's going to make his money. 
Yeah. So just free Jackson Holiday. I know he's 19 or 20, but That's free so him, funny. Orioles. <laughs> Let him go get paid because 19-year-olds are getting paid now. Yeah, yeah. I don't um I mean like I don't know I don't know why 19-year-olds are getting paid, but like good on you, Jackson Churio. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's 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 talk about Jackson Churio and let's talk about the 19-year-olds that are that are getting paid. Um but let's talk about other players that got signed before or got their big deals before they ever played like the, mm-hmm. in the MLB. And did it work out? Like John Singleton. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. So, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love John Singleton, and I love his back, like his his like bounce back story. Yes. And um, you know, you know, you want to talk about like a left hander that like walks all the time? That's great. But he did not make the big impact that the Astros like hoped that he would make. And I wonder if he made different off the field life choices. If that would have helped. I mean, obviously, I think it would have helped. But when you give that young of a person that much money i mean unless they are either like a super grounded or b have like the greatest support system around them um that like i guess really won't allow them to get into trouble like how is a 19 year old given 80 million dollars supposed to turn that down that's like life-changing well and the other thing that's like the most crazy to me about the Jackson Cheerio deal is that he he has not set foot in the major leagues. So the Brewers yep. signed their number 3 po- prospect Jackson Cheerio to an 8-year, 8 82 million dollar extension. It does include two club options that are worth 25 million and plenty of incentives. So its max value is actually 142.5 million over 8 years. But he has, less, he has like a year doubling than- under his belt. He's never played a day in. But that's game. less than um that the contract's way less than um Julio Rodriguez's contract, yeah. Yeah, and it's okay. it's way it's still way less than what he could be worth, especially eight years from now, with the way that right. you know salaries are escalating very quickly. So it's still, yeah, definitely on like the team's side of it. If he has the upside that he shows promise for, he is a five-tool player. But there is a reason why, yeah, like this isn't a more common thing. And that's because being a successful major league baseball player, like there's less chance of doing that than they're like, you, you're more likely to get hit by a bus. I think I've said something like that before, but it's just true. <laughs> yeah, it's just true. Like these are the most elite of elite. And it's even more common that pitchers do not live up to their potential. There are so many pitching prospects, right, that we hear about that just somehow fall off and, and then you they never even make it to the major leagues. But there are just as many position players who have like these really high upsides and we get really excited about. And then we never, they might make their major league debut, like not as soon as we hope they would. They might play a season or two, or maybe they're still around coming up and down, but we never hear about them. But for a year or two, when they were, you know, in the draft and and first starting out playing professionally, they were all that we talked about. So there's still more of those players than there are of Julio Rodriguez and Bryce Harper's. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's a little crazy when, when, um, you, when you look at the numbers of, of Jackson Cheerio and like what he was, what he's able to accomplish and like what yeah. he has accomplished. So for those that like don't know, Jackson Cheerio is um, with the Brewers organization from Venezuela, uh, outfielder. And he signed um, with a $1.9 million signing bonus, uh, international, you know, free agency money. And in his first season, slash 296, 386, and 447 in 45 games. 447 slug as a freaking, <laughs> as a freaking teenager. Like, what? Yeah, he's what 19. You, He'll be 20 in What are you doing? Like, it, so he ended the 2023 season um in in nashville in six games with the sounds he batted 333 375 and 476 with two runs batted in they're just like um jackson Churu, you are our future in yeah. center field <laughs> so that leads me to believe that what it's him sal freelick and who's their who's their left field Oh well, Joey know. Weimer. We were talking about him earlier this I week, think, but they have another. I think Joey oh, Weimer and um, well, Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich. How long is he still on the the mm, dock? Yeah. But I want to say like Joey Weimer and uh, 
I'll say Bart. First name missing in my brain. Um, but I want to say those two are like the 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 ones that are kind of on the trade block then if they're gonna sign Jackson Cherio. So Joey Weimer, uh didn't Joey Wendell just sign somewhere too? Oh yeah. What I did we like talk about Joey Wendell? We missed I, he was the one that I was thinking of that I that we missed. Joey Wendell from the Miami Marlins signed with oh. the Mets. Yes. With the Mets. Uh, yeah. Uncle Steve making another economical deal there. Um, signed with the Mets as their utility infield. Utility infielder. So, I mean, good for you, Joey Wendell. No longer on the Marlins, so they don't have... 23 second baseman just playing in other positions. <laughs> Sorry, the Joey's led me down a, a different different path. A lot of Joey right now. Are. Yeah, but I don't know. It's interesting these these long-term deals for for these young players. I mean, Jackson Terrio is definitely I, I don't think he he's obviously not technically rated like the number two prospect right behind Jackson Holiday, but he definitely is. The Jacksons are like the prospects that you're hearing about right now, right? And he could even potentially, I think, as a power power hitter specifically, have even more upside than Jackson Holiday. Ultimately, uh, he definitely he's 19 years old. Like he's not even put on his adult man size yet, and he's plugging. <laughs> 447 or whatever he said so yeah there's something serious. i mean he has it he's 19 fucking years old <laughs> i'm just thinking of what my brother looked like at 19 years old versus what he looks like now and i'm like I'm a string bean so I, i'm just saying they're thinking about that and i do what i do like i guess about it is i think it gives both sides that kind of like comfort in their level of investment with each other, because especially for an organization like the Brewers, there's a lot of different ways that they could utilize prospects right. in their system like that. And so it just kind of gives him that level of security to just go out there and like do his thing and know that they're going to give him every opportunity to make the most of his potential with right. them. And like, that is their intention. So I like it for that reason. And I, I do think that that gives him a little bit of an advantage of, you know, hopefully hitting that ceiling and breaking it. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we'll see, we'll see what the Brewers end up doing. I think we, you know, we mentioned on our, our episode last season or last uh, week that depending on what Corbin Burns does, we'll determine what, what the Brewers do. If they keep, if they keep Corbin Burns around the season, then they're like, "Mm, maybe we'll go for it a little bit, but not really. But then if they get rid of Corbin Burns, like that, I think that signifies we're gonna burn it down. Yes, we're gonna burn it down. Five twenty twenty six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think they could get a haul for Devin Williams too, though. So, oh my gosh, oh. Devin Williams is my biggest Brewers envy. Like, if that I could one player off the Brewers, it would be him. That airbender is just insane. I don't understand. I don't understand pitching, and obviously, I don't understand physics because I'm not that Asian. But I, I don't that I don't understand how the ball moves that way like yeah. sir what are you doing and everyone's like oh it's the pro nation or the super nation blah 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 and i'm all oh okay i don't know how he does it i don't think that much about it i just think it's pretty and it's, it's magical amazing it's magical um but talking about pitchings uh we'll move over to the reds who signed two pitchers this this season and it'll be really interesting to see how that that move ends up for them because i mean the reds ultimately that was their like weak point this season. I say oh, weak point sure. because they had, I don't know, like 43 young kids come up and make awesome, awesome inroads for them. Yeah. But <clears throat> excuse me. But they signed Nick Martinez uh to a $26 million deal. Um, and then they signed Emilio Pagan to two years as well from the twins. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't I don't know what the twins are doing over there because they don't doesn't look like they have any starting pitching left now. <laughs> and so, and they're, um, so they just have Pablo Lopez, like, <laughs> right. Just by himself. by himself, just be like, all right, I'm, I'm here. What, what's going on? Anybody, anybody want to come pitch with me? I don't know. Um, so, but yeah. So, so they next to Nick Martinez, this is what's the craziest thing to me about this next to Nick Martinez and Pagan 
their next highest player is Hunter Green, who's making $3 million. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. insane. But I mean, you know, Joey Votto is is saying so long to the Reds. And apparently, did you see this on his on his Instagram? He like deleted any mention of the Reds on his Instagram. Like he deleted like, really? you know, like, like a ton of Reds posts and stuff. Oh. Well, because I kind of was waiting to see if they would offer him something, you know, to right. come back. And it's one thing to decline the kind of option that he had, but yeah. fans still definitely want to see him play. And I'm sorry, like, I guess I get that they're going to be more competitive in 2024, but there is some serious money to be made for a Joey Votto reunion tour. Like, come on. Do you think the Cardinals played at, paid Adam Wainwright $17.5 last year because they thought he was going to actually help them win that much? I'm sorry because I love him more than anyone, and I would have loved nothing more for that to happen, but that is not why he got that deal. So, come on, Reds. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I don't think it's going to happen, and uh -huh. I think – I'm, I, you're reading those signs. I I'm with you. I need the I need the I need Joey Votto to go to a team though that needs a little bit of that like I that I guess like veteran leadership. So yeah, I don't know like Joey Votto to the D backs. Mm. <laughs> Joey Votto to Joey Votto to the Angels. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Angels. Angels. Here's how you get Shohei Otani. There you go. But, Give Joey Votto. You, but seriously though, you tell me that Joey Votto doesn't go to the Angels and irons out Anthony Rendell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Sign Tim like, Anderson, iron him the shit out too. Let's go. Uh, okay. I love See, this. We are, we are planning the Angels comeback. Already, Marino, you don't have to speak for yourself anymore. I know you really want to and you don't listen to anyone clearly, but you should listen to us. You should listen to us. Like, um, With hi. all your pieces and how they fit together. Exactly. Well, we're magic, Kelsey. I don't, I don't, this is, this is why we started this podcast. Okay. Like this is why I started the podcast. So that, um, a, I would challenge my brain to like learn more things, but B so that the baseball world could hear our brilliant, brilliant takes. And, and that so we could just give free advice for what people are getting paid millions of dollars to do. I mean, I, I will take are. half a million. Okay. Like I'm not even, I'm not even going to be greedy. Half a million dollars. Did you did you see the, I don't know how legitimate this was, but I saw something on Twitter about how Cody Bellinger is looking for like a 10 year, $250 million deal. And I was like, I also, <laughs> yeah, me too, to get paid me uh, too. $25 million for the next 10 years. So, you know, I'm like, like Cody Bellinger, what what are you doing over there? Like, do, do you, I mean, I guess obviously he thinks that highly of himself, but I mean, if you're not going to think that highly of yourself, then why, uh, like who, who would then, you know what I'm saying? Like you oh, got to believe in yourself. Yeah, so and then he's a Boris client, so yeah. he's gonna get he's gonna get a bag, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm not and worried I'm about like, it. But I'm like, oh, all right. So we're just gonna put that out into the into the ether, like po power of positive thinking. Um, I'm also going to get paid millions of dollars so that this podcast can get um off of its legs and 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 right. go pay me the things. That, yes, there we go. Thank you. Thanks, yes, Cody. We, we, we are now accepting offers. We are a free agent podcast. Yeah. Right. Um, you and know, we are looking for about 25 million a year for at least a decade. Listen, I'm not even, I don't, I'm not even going to be greedy. I will take 5 million, 5 million a year. Okay. Like, hmm. all right. At least for the first year. And then we can, and then we can talk about it. Yeah. Right. Let's do, I'd be up to stagger the salary with a couple op options. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. just back, just backload that, that, that deal. We can, we can, <laughs> yeah. we can talk about it later. Okay? We'll prove our value first. There you go. There you go. That's, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> so um, let's. Let's end the podcast, though, with a couple of just off the wall. What teams do you think come out of the winter meetings making moves, Kelsey? Top Man. three. Just top three. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Yankees got to do something. They've at okay. least got to change the narrative that we all have in our minds right now from, from Cashman's media meetings at the GM meetings. So I would like to see them start to do some stuff. I hope the Giants can can start to put some pieces together because I think they probably have the most to do in terms of like on both sides of the free agent market and trades. And okay, so I got Yankees, Giants, maybe the Blue Jays as well. Because I would like to just put the Otani and Soto rumors to rest. I don't think there's any legitimacy to 
that becoming a reality, but I do think that they have some serious moves to make. And a lot of that could be done via trade and then maybe a free agent signing or two. So I'm looking at, yeah, the Yankees, the Giants, and the Blue Jays. Who you got? Um, I think I think we're just going to get a standard press release from the Atlanta Braves that they have that they have come to an agreement about Dylan Cease and Ooh. Tyler Glass now. And somehow, some way, some they're going to get both of them. I think I, I think so. I think so. That's, that's my that. that's my hot take. The Atlanta Braves um, signed both Tyler Glass now and Dylan Cease. And so I think the Braves are just going to come out of nowhere, just silently and stealthily taking 1% of both of their, their contracts and holding, I don't know, like Tyler Glasnow's dogs hostage on Alex Anthopoulos Island in order for him to sign the, the, the player con player oh friendly God. contract. Well, and Dylan, so they got Tyler Glasnow's dog. They have Dylan Cease's cat on Alex, Alex Anthopoulos Island in order for them to sign the contract to to get them to donate one percent back to the foundation and it's going to be a ridiculously player-friendly contract like you just watch just watch so there's going to be a press release for however many years at like a super low aav and you're like how did that happen and you're going to think back to this podcast and put on your tinfoil hat and you're gonna be like it's alex and papa Island. that's susie said <laughs> it's the only explanation. So, it's the only explanation um so the braves i think the blue jays and i think the yankees those three clubs are going to come out of the winter meetings making making moves. I don't know what kind of moves. I don't know what kind of craziness is going to happen. Do you Brave. think the Otani or Yamamoto sign this week? I'm going to have to say yes. I think like in my heart of hearts I don't think it's I don't think it's true. I but think I definitely have... not Otani, probably not Yamamoto, but if one of them will yeah. it will be him. But as soon as Otani signs somewhere, then you'll see 43,000 moves. Then yeah. it will just be a blaze of of something. Like it's going to be that scene in Moneyball where he's calling four different guys all yes. on different lines, you know? And that's that's what's going to happen. So they're like some team is going to miss out on Otani and then pivot to Yamamoto and then they're going to miss out on Otani and Yamamoto and then they're going to go after like who's the who's Marcus the Stroman? I'm telling oh, you Marcus. what, Giants, just do okay. it. Just skip over Otani and Yamamoto. Right. Go well, get your guy. <laughs> I mean, he, Eduardo Rodriguez is like, I'm I'm here. Anyone anyone <laughs> see me? Like I, I'm I'm here as well. I don't know, but like mark my words, uh, Detroit Tigers are gonna be sneaky good next season. I'm sneaky. I'm in on that. I see it with so, you. Yep. Ah, uh, we didn't even talk about. The Astros not making moves. I because I don't think the Astros are gonna make moves. That's a whole that's a whole episode in and of itself, Kelsey. We're gonna have to talk about that next episode. We're, yeah, we're gonna have plenty to talk about because regardless of what happens or what does not happen, there will be plenty that does happen. Yeah, yeah. This week. So I'm sure so, we'll have plenty to talk about on that right front corner burner as well as all the burners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just just that top, just that bottom, bottom right, just the bottom right one, because it's my favorite burner. That's that's the one that we that that we use all the time. So uh, with that, we are going to go, we are going to close the show. So don't forget to follow us on all of the socials. Um, you can see bourbon and b-ball Twitter up there, baseball underscore Susie Q down there. Caper tweets over there for like, the, where were my pointing? I lost my, I was like, Oh no, that's my one not painted nail. <laughs> Caper tweets. Um, go listen to Kelsey. Also, she has her own podcast, Peace, Love, and Baseball. And that's very fun for her. And she's like all by herself, like all by her onesies talking. Doing I think, I think this week I might like, decorate my tree on no, my episode I, with like the 12 free agents of Christmas. So oh, that might be cool. But yeah, I liked the one see. ball, just just the one <laughs> ball on the tree. That's peace, Love, and Baseball. Yeah, that's see, they're the just the one podcast. Um, so go listen to Kelsey on her podcast over there. Give us a five star rating because come on now, like why why wouldn't you give us a five star rating? Like we love that. If you feel so inclined, please give us a written review. We would love that. Um, and Rumors also are really helpful, y'all, because yeah. like I don't know about you, but before I buy anything, before I go anywhere, I'm I'm looking at the reviews. So I'm definitely looking at the. I reviews. know it takes a minute or two, but we would super appreciate it, and it's hugely helpful. 
And I don't know, like maybe if you do a written review and you you like screenshot it and you, I don't know, like tweet it out or put it out on a social, you may or may not get a thank you present and like a shout out on the socials. I'm just saying, okay? Like I really hoped that the thing that I that I showed you that I was going to get as like a mm-hmm. giveaway was going to be here this weekend. It it has not it has not arrived yet. So um be on the lookout guys because I have a really 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 cool yeah teaser giveaway to to contest that we're gonna we're going to give but like the prize for this contest is like super awesome and I'm very excited about it. So um but like I said go subscribe to us on YouTube give us a written review give us five stars because we do this out of the goodness of our hearts y'all because we love talking about baseball and we love um talking to you guys about baseball so please in the comments talk to us go chat with us on the socials we would love that and with that we will say goodbye and good night and yay baseball hooray i'm gonna hit end record